a round of applause for your hero, our hero, Nick the Doc Skirkowitz. Doc, welcome back, buddy. And how was that work trip, by the way, at Niagara Falls? Doc, I think you're having a little technical difficulties, buddy. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. I mean, good just and bad. <laughs> Look, good and just bad. Just restart, man, restart, right? restart. Jesus. I knew he was muted because he tried talking like before that. And I thought he was going to get Oh, my God. I'm going in five seconds, five seconds, five seconds, five seconds. All about the balls podcast. With Mark Davis. Chris Kaminar and Nick the Doc Sperkowitz. Good evening and welcome to this Unblooper Reel episode and NBA Conference Finals episode of All About the Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Davis, live from the Sack House, joined alongside, as always, my wonderful co-host, Chris Kaminar. Chris, my friend, how was Mother's Day weekend? Mark, can't wait to tell you about Mother's Day for a second time. Honestly, I had a great time. Me and Paige just stayed at home. We're lazy, cooked her dinner, and we just hung out with the kids. It was amazing. Damn right. Can't wait from that story. Can't wait to share that blooper reel on the the streams. Or on the, I'm sorry, on the uh, Instagram, TikToks, and YouTube reels. But yes, you fans, heard, I think you heard a voice there. I know you guys were wondering where's Doc have been at. Why didn't you have introduced him? He was in Niagara Falls, busting his ass off. I know you guys from the Sack House are listening and tuning in live on YouTube. Doc, welcome back to the Sack House. How is Niagara Falls, my friend? Uh, you know, honestly, c- kind of interesting. Uh, if you're going to do Niagara Falls, bring the passport, just go to the Canadian side. The U.S. side is just full of houses falling apart, crackheads, just all of the wrong things that represent America. It was, I mean, they, they, they great hotel. Hotel was unbelievable. Restaurant was unbelievable. The bar, unbelievable. Uh, but the, the the Niagara Falls itself was was very underwhelming on the U.S. side. So go Canada. Listen, Damn you, could, trip, you could be at you could be in Ukraine right now, Doc. So that is true. No, I took the wife up there. Uh, took advantage of the work trip. We made a little. Uh, Weak thing out of it, made a little uh, trip out of it. So great, great time up there. Good to spend with her and the baby. You know, at least I got to bring the fam with, so that was good. And happy Mother's Day to both your wives. And Doc, great to hear your voice not Same muted. to you, Mark. So glad happy, to have Happy Mother's this Day to your wives. Uh, taking, a, taking a break on the wives right now, just decided to take take it on me. You know, it's not Mother, it's not Father's Day, but hey, you know, I'm here doing my thing as well. But Doc, like I said, great to hear your voice. So glad not it's not muted this time around. And boys, I didn't want to start the episode with a bad note for you guys. It's great for me, but I just want to say I fucking called it. Lakers won, didn't get the games right, but fuck it. I'll take the win any way I can get it. LeBron James, Anthony Davis, the boys from Los Angeles. I'm muted. Beat, beat. You heard it right. Beat the defending champion, Golden State Warriors, in six games. Chris, I'll start with you. How does it feel to take it in the chin and know that LeBron James put a dick Right on Steph Curry's face. Yeah, man. It hurts. It hurts. Uh, Lakers wanted it more. Warriors couldn't step up. I mean, Warriors have a few holes they need to fill up. But, I mean, Lonnie Walker was great in the fourth behind AD. And like we kept saying, AD needs to step it up for them to win this series. And that's exactly what he did. 
Indeed, indeed, we did. Well, I kind of touched on that. AD was the key. And Doc, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to the last couple episodes. I know you're busy, but me and Chris, we uh, I think we unrevealed and kind of discovered that I think your whole life you've been a closet LeBron James fan. You have some crusty Sports Illustrated magazines from when he was in high school at Akron, Ohio, and guaranteed you have every single jersey he's had since he was in Cleveland the first time, the third, the second time, Miami, and now Los Angeles. I know you're excited. How are you? How are you feeling right now that LeBron is in the Western Conference Finals? Uh, you know, I'm just I'm feeling so good that I thought that this would be the perfect time to announce my resignation from the All About the Balls podcast, um, just for even making the notion that I was a closet LeBron fan. Uh, I want to start out um, saying congratulations to Anthony Davis, uh, really congratulating 11 guys on that L.A. Lakers team. Um, and I want to follow that up with a big fuck you, LeBron. Um, I hope you I hope you drop out of the next round hard and heavy. Um, you're a fucking crybaby. And, uh, you know, just, just retire, dude. It's over. Oh, well, that crybaby dropped 30 points uh, in the game six closeout. And Chris, uh, you know, like I said, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and the boys, they took out Golden State. Is this it for the trio that has won four titles together? And I'm talking Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, and Steph Curry. Do they move Klay Thompson? Does Draymond get cut? I know he's a player option. He wants a max deal. What is going to happen with this Golden State Warriors before we address the Los Angeles Lakers moving on? I mean, they might look into looking to moving Clay. I mean, Clay didn't play to his expectations pretty much during the whole series. So, I mean, the Warriors might might move some pieces around. Yeah, definitely Clay Thompson and Jordan Poole the last three games look more like Ben Simmons shooting the ball. Seth Curry did struggle behind the three-point line in game six. Did, did have a great game overall, but three-point line was the horrible that was the worst three-point shooting that Klay Thompson and Steph Curry's had together in the playoffs. Doc, is this, is this it? Is this it for the the trio that you know has had a dynasty? They won a championship before KD. They won two with KD, and they proved it. They won without him. Doc, is this it for the Warriors? No, I don't think so. I think uh, you know they're going to sandbag again, like they did a couple of years ago, to get that you know top-tier draft pick that they got, and uh, you know to keep the longevity of the team. I don't think they move anybody. I think the the Warriors are just they stay in that win now phase. So they're just they're gonna throw the money at Draymond. They're gonna they're gonna pay everybody, they're gonna keep Clay, and they're just gonna continue to wonder why they can't move past dinosaurs. Yeah, and, and married it's just, eyebrows. It's just interesting. My buddy's a Warriors fan. He ran the idea to me that and I, I you know I understand why I'm not a big fan of Cat Will or Cat Anthony Towns, but why not trade Clay and another piece and get Cat and then move on from Draymond, get a big man with Steph, and then try and build around that. But I mean, it's just interesting to see this this Warrior team. Like I said, they were they're a dynasty. We we watched them, you know, getting out of well, for me and Chris getting out of high school. They started taking over the league with LeBron James. There was the, obviously the rivalry between those two squads. But boys, Los Angeles, Chris. I mean, can can they do it? I mean, I know we haven't touched on the Nuggets yet, but just just talking Lakers only. Do you think they have it? Do you think this this thirty eight year old LeBron James with this maybe? Prime. I mean, we don't know if he's still in his prime, Anthony Davis, but do you think the Lakers can can pull it off again? Yeah, so, I mean, this is all going to go down to let's see LeBron's stamina. I mean, this man's 38 years old. He's about to make a post, like a postseason, deep postseason run. So let's see if he can keep the stamina up. But I think they'll definitely have their work cut out for him with the Nuggets. 
And Doc, are you ready for LeBron James to get to his 11th finals appearance? Yeah, I mean, I'm expecting it. Uh, you know, LeBron's trying to prove a point that he's better than MJ, which he'll never do. There is nothing that he can do on this planet to prove that he is better than MJ. Um, I don't think it's a stamina thing for LeBron. I mean, he played a, he played a full season or something close to it. I don't know. Um, hard to tell coming on and off the court in a wheelchair. But, um, no, I, I don't think it's a stamina thing. I think that, you know, if LeBron goes, the NBA is rigged. That, that's all I'm going to say. I mean, people are saying that they want the Lakers-Celtics. It seems like they always want Lakers-Celtics. They're both tied at 17 apiece, so winner will get to the 18th uh, championship. I, I know people like to complain that the refs rigged it because of the free throw attempts. but It's scripted, you know, man. LeBron has to win with the Lakers. But the problem He's got to put his staple in L.A. The problem with that, Doc, though, is looking at it, my buddy's a Warriors fan, said if you if you think the refs rigged it that bad with free throws, you're just kind of on some shit because all year the Warriors were dead last in free throw attempts. The Lakers were first, and the Warriors were the most heavily fouled team, as in, like, fouling somebody else. So, I mean, they did what they did in the regular season. They're a small team that shoots. If you're physical with them, they're going to foul you, and the Lakers did it. They beat them inside the paint. They beat them with, uh, you know, a dominance presence. And moving on, speaking of a dominance presence, the Denver Nuggets reaching the Western Conference Finals. We Bring get a bubble rematch. Back. Bring it the fuck oh, back. Oh, we're reeling it back. Reel it back. make a comment to me and ask me a question <laughs> and then say moving on. All right. Hey, no, All right, I don't Doc. think I don't think that it's actually I, I, I don't think that the, the refs played a part in it for legal reasons. I don't think it's actually rigged. Don't sue me. OK, um, I just I am fucking LeBron is dog shit. And that's all that there is to say about it. I mean, you can say what you want. Dude, dude's the goat. Chris agrees with it, too. Don't watch you, your fucking mouth. <laughs> all right. Watch your fucking mouth. Let's move on Doc, to just a, go, go grab your LeBron jersey. Yeah, I, I know. I see it up there somewhere. I, I don't know. But, hey, moving on, though, for real. God, the Denver, I, drink. I, I mean, I don't blame you. But moving on, the Denver Nuggets uh, just dominated game six against the Phoenix Suns, obviously, without Chris Paul. But, Chris, the Joker, maybe the, who should have been the MVP after Joel Embiid's uh, appearance in game seven, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But, are you more surprised that the Denver Nuggets just dominated the Suns? Or are you more surprised that the Suns had no heart in Phoenix, in their home stadium, and didn't show no fight at all? Yeah, the Suns just kind of looked depleted. They didn't seem like they really wanted it. Joker played his little heart out. I'm excited to see Joker and AD go against each other. The Lakers and Nuggets going to be a great series. Definitely. Rematch of the 2020 bubble year in Doc. Not just um, – <laughs> Not just KD and them shit in the bed, but they also got their coach, Monty Williams, fired, uh, who was just in the finals a couple seasons ago. So it looks like the Suns are kind of uh, looking for a new coach, kind of looking for a new identity as well because DeAndre Ayton's not that guy. Chris Paul's always hurt. Doc, is this the Kevin Durant effect, or is this always meant to be? Is this the Suns shit in the bed like always? No, I don't think it's the Suns shit in the bed like always. I think I think it's like Chris said, it's got a lot to do with the heart. I think that uh, they just you, you want to talk about stamina. I think they just ran out of gas and they just they didn't want to be there bad enough. Um, I think both squads have great teams. I, I mean, it, in my opinion, it was you know it could have gone either way as far as talent on either side. But you know, hey, do what you got to do, and uh, you know, hire the Bucks ex coach. I mean, why not? Maybe we'll see what he can do. I mean, both coaches. From that finals appearance, which was Buck Suns, both coaches are gone, and that's that's honestly huge. I mean, just obviously, they, like Doc Rivers just said, which we'll talk about him. Um, he said no coach, no Doc safe Rivers. In this league. 
Yeah, well, we'll get to that, Doc. Trust I'm me, we have good... Doc is even safe. Yeah. We have. Oh, trust Jesus me, that's gonna Christ. be that's gonna be a topic when we mention Philly in just a few <laughs> minutes. But let's preview this Nuggets and Lakers series, boys. And Chris, I'm gonna start with you. It's like I said. It's I keep saying it. It's the rematch. All four bubble teams, by the way, are back. So maybe it's not yep. a fluke that they were there. But Chris, Lakers, Nuggets, Denver's got the home court advantage. Who's winning this series? How many games? And what is the reason why? Oh, I I see this game going to Game Seven. I think. I want to say the Nuggets, but, I mean, if AD can step up, I think it's going to be the Lakers. Like I said earlier, can't wait to see Joker versus AD. They're two different players with different body types and skill sets, but they both bring the same impact to the team. So, I mean, that's going to be a supreme test. Can't wait to see that. Like I mentioned also earlier, LeBron's stamina. Let's see if that 38-year-old can do this deep postseason run. It's so Denver easy to make the deep postseason run when you're not playing defense or going baseline <laughs> to baseline, dude. Uh, agreed, agreed. I mean, the only thing I see Denver hurting on is they don't bring a defensive ace that's going to match up well against LeBron. I mean, he's pat his past two defenders, Dylan Brooks, who won all defensive this year, and Andrew Wiggins. I mean, LeBron's about to go against Aaron Gordon, who is a notch below in that defense. And this is the number one offense versus the number one defense. So the pain is going to be where these teams are going to be tested. Yeah, I definitely agree. And for Denver, you know, you have guys like uh, Pope from the Lakers who used to play there. Now he's on the Nuggets. And then Michael Porter Jr. has been balling lately too. And like you mentioned, Aaron Gordon, who has had a little bit of resurgence uh, prior to his Orlando days. And like Chris said, Doc, the Los Angeles Lakers are the number one defense and the Denver Nuggets are the number one offense. So in this series, can, can Los Angeles limit Denver, and if not, can they play enough offense with the boys? Who you got, and how many games? I mean, ultimately, four. Yeah, no shit, right? Uh, you know, you know what? Speaking of, speaking of LeBron, I finally figured out what LeBron's role in the Charmin Basketball Association is. If the NBA had a designated hitter that comes out just to hit or shoot, shoot, you know, three pointers, whatever, that is LeBron. That is LeBron. He is the designated hitter of the NBA. Uh, but in all reality, no. I mean, if I'm looking at numbers and putting it side to side, number one defense versus number one offense, at the end of the day, the number one defense typically does win because even though, you know, they may be the number one offense, having any kind of offense to go along with that number one defense is going to go a long way. So if I'm a betting man, I'm probably taking the Lakers four to two. Um but like Chris said, no, as an anti-LeBron fan, I am going Nuggets in four, baby. <laughs> nuggets in three. Nug- nuggets the third three. game, is it's going to be so bad, they're not even going to come out for the fourth. Um, yeah, uh, I guess I'm going to be the lone wolf again on this situation, and I'm going to go the Los Angeles Lakers in seven. Um, it definitely could be a home series where every home team wins and then it gets to game seven, and then that's where I think – you know, experienced guy like LeBron James, a winner, and Anthony Davis, who both have won an the finals. An experienced guy like LeBron James passes the ball to somebody else and doesn't want to take the game winner. Yep. I mean, I don't know if you watched the play-in game and some of the – actually the game against Memphis where he actually shot the game – or the game-tying shot in uh, regulation to get them Was that the MJ shot then, they were talking about? No, that's where he typically cra- – like he doesn't – no, he didn't shoot it like an actual jump shot. He drove like he should have because he – I mean, let's be honest. LeBron, if you think about it, is probably the best pure driver of the ball where it gets getting to the rim. Like, he's got so much size and speed. Realistically, no one should be able to stop that. 
Now, he doesn't always do that because he likes to get other people's and other guys involved. But I am going to go Lakers in seven. I, I just think right now, uh, since the trade deadline, Rob Palenka, who potentially should have been executive of the year, he turned that team completely around, getting rid of guys, even getting rid of a first-round uh, draft pick in 2027 to get rid of Westbrook. And, you know, with guys you've never heard of, they're in the they're in the West Conference Finals. That's pretty big to say. They were the 13th seed a couple months ago, and now they're in the they're in the last four teams remaining. That's pretty big for the team there. And moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm sorry, the Eastern Conference side. Let's just break down the, the games first. We were talking uh, Sixers and Celtics a little bit earlier. Da, or Chris, I'm sorry. Uh, the Celtics came back. They were down 3-2. And Jason Tatum got hot at the end of game six. The last five minutes was clutch, just launching threes and nailing them. Drops 51 points, sets the record after Steph Curry did it last round against the Sacramento Kings. Jason Tatum balled out, and the uh, Sixers just completely melted. And Joel Embiid came out and said, yes, he needs to play better, but he also blames his team, says we can't do it. Me and James Harden can't do it by ourselves. It's not it's not playing five-on-five, five, essentially. Is this a sad excuse for an MVP who only dropped 15 points in a Game 7 game? Yeah, fucking him and Harden combined nine turnovers and eight field goals. They both played, like, complete shit. And I mean, is Doc ever going to get over that game seven allegation for him? And speaking I mean, of Doc, it's not even just game seven, dude. It's it's just having a series lead in general. Well, I was going to say this, Doc. That's what I was going to lead up because you are, you know, that's your that's probably the guy you named after was Doc Rivers. Don't and... fucking don't put me in a boat with him. I'm going to tell you that right now. Don't associate me with that choke artist. All right, Wait, so Doc, choking. if Doc, if you no, had to no, no, name stop. your child LeBron or Doc, who would it be? I'm going Doc. I'm not even going to think about it. I'm going Doc. <laughs> All right, Doc. But Doc Rivers, he said seven three. So he's lost seven three two leads. He's lost his last five. I've been saying for the last couple of years, Doc Rivers is the most overrated coach in the game. His only two finals appearances were at the Boston Big Three, which he won one of them. Lost yeah, I was going to say, how many did he even win with Boston? Just the one? Just one, because, you know, in their eyes, they weren't afraid of LeBron, which is why they joined the form up anyways, which is because LeBron was taking over the Eastern Conference at a young age. They joined, and then LeBron and the Big Three joined, and then Boston was irrelevant, and then he went to the Clippers with uh, Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, and it just didn't work out, and now he's in oh, Philly. Fell apart there. The process hasn't worked, and that was before – Doc Rivers, but the process hasn't worked. No one besides Joel Embiid's there. I think Joel Embiid should start getting some of this blame. He's somehow always dodged the blame. But Doc, who do you give the blame to? Is it Doc Rivers and Joel Embiid, or is it just Doc Rivers? Where are you, where are you leaning to? Uh, I mean, it's a combination. It, it's Doc Rivers for not being able to control the game and and make the right choices in setting the tempo and uh, you know calm plays, whatever. But at the end of the day, coach or not, I mean, you could put a star-studded lineup out there that can win without a coach. You know what I mean? If you've got the talent, you've got the talent. You either got it or you don't. Um, but I just – I can't help but think of the meme that I just saw. It was like a tie game or something, and then uh, fucking Celtics outscoring the Sixers 30-3 to three or some shit like that. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. And it's uh, – also, I think I saw something earlier. I heard it, actually, that Joel Embiid is the only – MVP winner to never reach a conference final. So not winning it the same year, but just in your career, he's never made a conference finals. He's finally got the MVP. So it does, it said the MVP didn't matter. 
Dude, I just don't – I can't tell what's going on with the Sixers. I honestly don't – I can't get a good reading on the Celtics neither. I know they're a good team, but there's moments where they flash and there's moments where they disappear. And moving on, they're going to be facing the Miami Heat who beat the New York Knicks in six games. My Miami Heat advance as a playing team. The eighth seed in the, the East Conference will be playing the two-seed Boston Celtics. I mean, good for New York. Way to get uh, way to get to one round or win one round. And, you know, they haven't been relevant in a long, long time. And, you know, there's been rumors that R.J. Barrett and Julius Randle should leave. And maybe, just maybe, the New York Knicks should go after Dame Dollar. Chris, Damian Lillard and Jalen Brunson, Jalen Brunson, would that be a good move for the Knicks to move forward? I think it would be. It'd probably be a good move for them. Uh, Brunson played his heart out. I feel bad for him. All the other starters shit the bed for them. New York just didn't really look like they wanted it. I mean, last game was a close game, but it just didn't look like the Knicks wanted it at all. Yeah, and Doc, are you surprised that an Eric Spolster lead team that who I've consistently said is one of the better coaches in the league has found ways to get deep in the playoffs, even without LeBron James, D-Wade, and Chris Bosh, with a former Chicago Bull, Jimmy Buckets? Are you surprised that we're even this far? No, I'm not surprised because, again, this is a guy that's proven that he can win with the right talent. It goes back to what we talked about with the Sixers. You either got talent or you don't, and the coaches can't you know, control the game. But he's proven that he can. Um, I think that back in the big three days of Miami, he just he didn't have control over the team. It wasn't really him calling the shots. But, no, he's, he's proven that um, – you know, he can, he can get his team to this point. They can, they can be competitive. They can battle. And, you know, I'm not surprised to see it. I think that he's got the talent on the squad to, to, to make a run. And I think that he's, he's not a terrible coach. No, definitely not a terrible Kinda. coach. I mean, I mean, he got over, like I said, he got overshadowed because he got to coach the big three and, you know, that happens. I mean, I understand why, but he's been back to the finals, even though now people don't give him that credit because it was a bubble year. And speaking of that, this is another bubble finals rematch, obviously, uh, last year conference finals rematch. This time Boston has home court. Chris, Boston and Miami, who do you got? Yeah, I mean, Miami's rolling in here with house money. I think the biggest question here is, is, is Jimmy going to get some scoring help? Both of these teams are going to rely heavily on their stars. So it's just a question of whose bench is going to step up and score for them. I think Celtics and six. Doc, is Boston making a back-to-back appearance in the finals, or is Eric Spolstra lead the boys to yet another finals appearance? No, 100% Boston's going back. I think, uh, you know, like Chris said, the the Heat have been playing on house money, but uh, house is – it's time to collect. It's time to collect. Money's running out. I think that they had a good run. This is your classic eight seed, made a good run, got lucky in a lot of situations, played well, don't get me wrong, but – um, being the underdog, outplayed where they really shouldn't have, and I think that the luck is going to run out, and this is it for them. I'm taking Celtics in six. Yeah, you boys, you know where my heart lies. I'm going and yet another underdog. I'm going my boys from South Beach, the Miami Heat, led by Shocker. Jimmy Playoffs, Jimmy Buckets, whatever you want to call him. The man's literally, literally a legend in the playoffs. Obviously, he hasn't really, he hasn't won anything, but he puts his heart out there. He puts his body on the line. A legend and I with just no think- chips. The Miami Heat are going to win seven games, and that's where I think it's going to be. I think Lakers and Heat rematch of the bubble year. You guys obviously got the Nuggets and Celtics. And, Doc, um, you know, I wanted to touch on something with you, buddy. And uh, like I said, it's good to hear your voice. Good to have you back. And, you know, I'm so glad that you graciously accepted our invitation to All About the Balls. 
fantasy league, which is our main redraft league that we do every year. It's our eighth year in a row that we've had it. This year we're going to have a title belt, so welcome to that. Maybe you can get that. And I do feel really, really bad. Earlier today, I did a Facebook Live for my for this league and the Dynasty League, which we'll touch on that one as well. And I felt so bad when I saw that, that 12th pick because Chris called me earlier today and he said, you know, Doc's the new guy and he's on the show and we love him, but he's got to get – He's got to get brought down a level, and he's got to get 12. That's part of the, the situation. So he's like, he's got to get 12, and I tried fighting it, and I somehow just got I got overvoted by the, the people. Doc, I want to publicly apologize for Chris trying to haze you into this uh this program. I really am sorry, buddy. I'm not even fucking surprised, all right? I saw it coming as soon as I fucking got in there. I, t- I was talking to the wife before I joined into the show, and I said, hey, I bet you I'm last. There's not a doubt in the world I'm the new guy. I'm going to be the last one in there, and what do you know? It's just how the cards fell. I mean, Mark, or Doc, no, you're the rookie. No, it's how you built the goddamn <laughs> card house, all right? It ain't got nothing to do with how the cards fell. All, so, right? all the cards are, are 12s. I'm going to get one of the goddamn 12s. Well, well, Doc, you do know that the NFL is a script, and, and there's writers, and, and this year, like, we, we passed the script writing around, and this year it just was Chris's turn to write the script, and I can't overcome that. Next year, hey, you might get that script. You know, you might get it next year. I, I, can't, I can't project it next year, but, you know, this year you are 12. Last year I was one. And is I, it I possible got the for pick. 11 people to share a 12 pick and I just get the first 11? <laughs> I mean, I could tell you I'm drafting in the main league, um, but – I'll, I'll, like to, I'll probably remind you once a, once a week in the in the group message on Facebook. Hey, Doc, just remind you, number Crosby. twelve. So, yeah, just just take two defenses or kicker, kicker. Take no Justin kickers. Tucker. Kickers. Um, I know Zach Rizlov. Team Davis Taco. Yeah, Team Davis Taco. Hey, there you go. In Rizlov, by the way, he's going to be listening here all the time, and he's pissed that we're having a kicker. And Chris gave him a good, good, good expert yeah. opinion. Just draft Justin Tucker first pick. You have a problem with your kicker all year. Dude, you will – yeah, you're set. You're locked solid all year a kicker. You wouldn't have to oh. worry about another kicker dropping points to win them a game. Your kicker's outshining everybody. No, You know what you need to do? You need to go kicker defense and then get your backup kicker in the first three rounds, and then you wanted to worry about it because your fucking team ain't going to put up enough points to keep it close to your kicker to lose it anyways. There you go. You know Just what I'm saying? Niner, Niners defense and Justin Tucker, and you, you're probably in the playoffs. I mean, at least the playoffs, you're at least fighting for your money back. And that's all you can say about it. I mean, he, he did get third place last year. So a guy complaining about kickers got third place, got his money back. A la, he probably was won back. with kickers. Well, I mean, he, he also won. He shouldn't have got his money back. Yeah, Doc, me and Chris are a little salty. That was the DeMar Hamlin week, and I lost chance at first place. Chris was down going for third place. So we both – I mean, I, I made money. What do I always say, Mark? You can make excuses. What do I always say? I mean, what do I say, Mark? I don't know. Be Tell better. Me, Doc. I know. Be better. Be hey, better I can't. Be better. And I, I gave that speech to Damar Hamlin. I told him this Do year that you got to be better. Yeah, you got to be better, dude. And uh, yeah, just, yeah, saw the text message. And um, boys, we also had a Dynasty League order. And this is the first year that we're doing this. So this is definitely going to be new to us. I don't know. I'm very excited for this. Yeah, I am too. Because, you know, thinking about it, actually talking about it with a buddy of mine who's done dynasty leagues. I wasn't a big fan of the idea just because it's a lot of work and you have to actually legit be a general manager. But I mean, we're in a dynasty league and I have picked 12 doc me and you flip for this one. You're pick nine and Chris got in the middle of the draft pick seven. So he'll be literally middle every single, uh, every single round. And I'm actually excited. 
because no one, I don't think anyone in here besides one person knows how Dynasty League works. So it's going to be interesting to see what the, especially the first round, because I'm not giving my secrets out right now. We can do that when it gets closer, you know, when we're doing our little rankings, but our rankings will probably be strictly redraft leagues only. We're not going to do rankings for Dynasty League just because I ain't giving y'all we're tips new. right now. We, yeah, we can do tips next year, but uh, it's a big, it's this first draft is going to be long. Doc, I'm telling you right now, it's going to be a very it's going to be like a two-hour draft. Get your beer ready. Get your food ready. Yeah, because you're going to be on the. You're going to be looking at your computer for a long, long night. How long are we going on draft picks? I, I think first draft a minute and a half, just because it's it, this is really what first, the roster. First two, three rounds should be quick. Uh, I mean, honestly, you, I don't know because I'm. I was sitting there with Chris today doing a mock, and when I got to my first pick, spent- I was like. Yeah, we spent like a good 30, 45 minutes just on a mock. We, yeah, we had yeah, we had 30 minutes on a mock with just what four, four of us. us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that first pick is cru- I mean, the whole draft's crucial because you know, you gotta project what you're gonna do. You gotta project what these guys are in age. Uh, obviously years is the same thing. So years and age, you gotta project uh, which position's more important. You gotta predict down the line what these guys are gonna be at. Do you predict you guys go for younger guys? You guys go for older guys like DeAndre Hopkins. What do you think about the quarterbacks that are in the league now? The rookies, Doc, man, you better put your boy, big boy pants on because both these leagues, these aren't the kitty leagues that used to play with uh, before our league. This is the real fucking deal, buddy. Welcome to the you 12th don't spot. Understand how much dynasty I play, dude? You you, you oh. don't get it. Dynasty league and MLB the show doesn't count in dynasty league. <laughs> yes, it football, does. Buddy. God damn it, because it's the same mindset. No, but I'm just excited. I'm excited to potentially – I mean, we have three months to the draft, uh, three months really to preseason. We're going to start getting our fantasy uh, rankings up there for the main leagues, do some rookie rankings, top five in each position, top ten in each position, including – I mean, the rookies can be including that too. I know Bijan's getting love. Where do these quarterbacks like Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson, where are they, they going to fall if they make the top ten? Uh, I mean, boys – not just fantasy, but wow, wow, wow. NFL still finding ways to have storylines. And literally, we'll start it off. I think this is the biggest storyline. Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium is going to be renovated. Potentially, they're moving. There's been rumors like London, which I don't think is going to happen. But you got Gainesville, Tallahassee. You got uh, Orlando, who's apparently emerging as a front runner. Chris, where should the Jacksonville Jaguars play if they have to move stadiums for a couple of years? Yeah, I mean, I know we were talking about it in the Instagram group. I think Tallahassee is a good spot for him. And I know Luke's saying Orlando. I think Orlando would be great. I know the CEO down there with Florida Citrix Sports, he wants an NFL team in Orlando, like, permanently. So I think Jacksonville going there temporarily would definitely be a good little tester there. Yeah, I mean, Orlando's a good spot. I mean, I know, like like you said, they, they've been trying. Even a baseball team, they're trying to get at moving the Rays over there. I don't think Orlando's good because it's not a big stadium, so revenue purpose-wise, if you get more people like Gainesville, which is the Gator Stadium, I think in a swamp, you could uh, definitely, definitely get more fans there. It's not that far from Jacksonville, but Doc, where should the Jaguars be hosting games if they got to move from Duval County for a couple of years? Uh. No doubt, in my opinion, they're going Ben Hill Griffin Stadium, home of the Florida Gators. I think that the stadium concessions, everything, it just makes sense. You know what I mean? You're going to a big venue, hold a lot of people, 
split some money with the University of Florida, um, and still make enough on the back end with with giving them a piece of the cut. So, and not even just do they that, have moving... jaguars in the swamp? Oh yeah, 100%. I mean it's not even just not even just that they're moving from one shit they city to another shit city. You're going from shitty Jacksonville to shitty Gainesville. And Doc, let me tell you, me and Chris have been there. That's a shit place, man. <laughs> <laughs> moving on though, Tom Brady. Fucking hate this guy. I'm so sick of him and his bullshit. He first fucks the Raiders in 2001 season, and now he's going to be put partly a minority owner. Chris, what's going on with Tom Brady? Yeah, I think this man loves just to see his fucking name in NFL headlines because it's like every week it's something about Tom Brady. I don't know if the NFL is fascinated with him or if they're just riding his dick if they want him back or what. And then meanwhile, Mark's over here having a seizure he makes money dude Doc, that's what it's Doc, all about what do you he think makes, about it? he makes what fucking money that is what everything matters uh you gotta remember raiders minority owner it's not gonna be much say it's gonna be like a silent partner he's just there to make some money i'm not too concerned about it let, let the fucking let it let it continue to tank he'll be look i am a huge proponent of mj but mj and the Charlotte Bobcats was just not the answer, and that's what Tom Brady is going to be to the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, let him go. Do you there. think He'll that? Be- uh, do you think LeBron should buy some of the <laughs> Chicago Bears shares or what? I will become a Packers fan if that is the case. I will. I if LeBron buys one fucking iota of the Chicago Bears. I will be on the next show with a fucking cheese head on. Mark my goddamn words. And speaking of Tom Brady, hopefully he's going to go to Las Vegas and choke harder than I just did because that team is a shithole. Always has been since we've been watching football. And, Doc, the streaming service of Peacock, my friend, they are getting games, not just a playoff game in the wild card round. They did get a regular season game, I believe, and it might have been week 16 or so. Doc, the streaming service is coming, dude. How are you feeling about Peacock getting in on the action? Uh, I mean, I don't give a shit. I'm just going to get the NFL package and call it a day. Uh, If you hit me up on the side, I can get you a a good app. Chris is on it right now. You have all the NFL games you want for $16.99. Not a bad steal. Chris, I know you want to talk about this. The streaming service is coming, dude. YouTube has the, the package now, and now Peacock is getting on the action as well. Yeah, I think YouTube made a huge move this offseason, snagging that package off from direct. I mean, I think it's big for NFL. I hate that it's Peacock. I mean, who who pays for Peacock? Do they even have any good shows on there? I mean, I don't pay for the WWE Network. I mean, not all of us watch scripted shows, but we do watch the NFL. Yeah, so as I say, it's scripted. We do watch the NFL. But um, I think this big – I mean – I don't know if y'all watched any of the Amazon Prime games last year, but they had a couple versions that you could watch, and one of them with like the statistics was pretty lit. Unfortunately, the streaming service that I use is just straight Amazon Prime. No analytics behind it, but hey, like I said, $16.99. What a fucking steal. And speaking of a steal, is Will Levis going to be a steal, Chris? He's apparently dropping dimes in rookie Manning camp in Tennessee, in Nashville. Is that a steal for the Titans? 
I I think it might be. I mean, the couple clips that we saw that went viral on TikTok or on Instagram, he was dropping dimes to his receivers in coverage, not just out there running routes. So I'm excited to see him on the field. Hopefully he doesn't play week one against my New Orleans Saints. Hopefully it's Tannehill, but we'll see. Doc, I mean, like I said, I know we, we touched on it, but is Will Levis looking good or is it just, you know, it's just practice? No, I think he's looking good. I think it was definitely a steal to get him in that second round. I'm excited to see what he can do. Um, I don't think he's going to be starting this year. I think it's still Tannehill's year, but, I mean, the fire is definitely under Tannehill to start performing or else they're going to move on and, and give Will the shot. Would you drink mayo with your coffee? What kind of communist fucking question is that? That's what Will Levis well, does, like, my friend. Yeah. He also Will Levis just lost all respect. You want to hear one more crazy that thing I, he does? That I may have he had also eats, he eats bananas with the peels on, too. Like rotten bananas, not like ripe bananas. I'm talking about like leaving them out and you should what make banana bread bananas. What are they doing? I mean, like, it's just attention, in my opinion. And speaking of attention, Chris, you got some attention from Bryce Young, uh, or you were giving him some attention. What was that saying you said he looks like behind that Panthers O line? <laughs> yeah, that man looked like a little Oompa Oompa before behind his O-line earlier with a viral video that went around. But he might be the next Drew Brees. Who knows? Doc, is his Bryce Young too small for this league? Um, I mean, based on the video, yeah. You know what I mean? Based on the video, yeah. He looks like he should be on a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. But, uh, you know, with the right offensive line and the right footwork, you ain't got to worry about that. The Speaking XFL of, is all there. Oh, we did XFL kicker. I don't know if you saw it, uh, or it might have been USFL. Boy dropped eight field goals. Eight field goals, got 24 points just by himself. Also got the winning 55-yarder field goal from the USFL. Fuck that league, though. But speaking of footwork, a running back, Doc, um, I know you've said it all year or last season, Dalvin Cook, so inconsistent. He's, he's consistently inconsistent. He's good, but he's not good. The Vikings saying they're going to keep him with a restructured contract. Do you think it's worth keeping him, or do you think it's time to cut bait, send him to a team that might be a running back away just for the year? Honestly, I think it's time to move on. Uh, you know, restructuring the contract aside, um, I think Dalvin Cook is a is a proven talent. Um, but if you're not going to use him right, let him go play somewhere where he can. I mean, you're, you're bringing in extra help that you don't need. He is more than capable. He's proven it over the years. He's more than capable of carrying that team in the backfield, and they're just they're just basically robbing him blind. Yeah, I mean, and they, they did bring back Alex, Alexander Madison and Chris. Is is he worth it? Is he still is he still Dalvin Cook that you can rely on in the offense? I know they have Justin Jefferson. They drafted uh, Jordan Addison, and they have you know Kirk Duggins out there. What do you think they should do with him? So Yeah, so I don't think you can really rely on him. I mean, we've seen with his injuries, it's like every season he's always popping up on that injury report. I mean, if they can restructure a deal with him, pay him some cheaper, then I think keep him. I mean, he's proven that he's definitely a game changer when he's in the game. I'd, I'd like to see some Dalvin still. Yeah, I've always been a Dalvin Cook fan. It seems like I just love these Minnesota Viking running backs. I, I loved Adrian Peterson when he was in his prime. Man, was a beast out there. Uh, for the Vikings and one last topic this one's 
this one's dear to my little heart. Um, I don't have much love out there for a lot of things, but Matt Ryan joining CBS as an analysis or analysis uh, commentator. I definitely love the move for CBS. I think Matt Ryan's definitely got a good brain for the game. Um, he did say it's not a retirement post. Chris, do you think he's done? Yeah, I think he's done. Uh, he couldn't really get anything happening in Indy. I don't think any other team's going to really be looking his way. And now the only thing he can choke on is his words. So good luck to him. Doc, good move for CBS. Do you think Matt Ryan should just keep the job uh, as with them and, you know, work on that and uh, commentary game? Yeah, I, I honestly, I could give a shit either which way it goes on this one. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, it's, it's, yeah, sure. Yeah, figure it out, you know. What about this? Is he a Hall of Famer or – I mean, he has the stats, but obviously no Super Bowl. Matt Ryan, he's top ten in everything. Yeah, I'm putting him in. I'm putting him in the half. Chris, you know, a rival Saints fan. Yeah, he'll he'll end up there. At some yeah, point. and I I would love it. I mean, he's one of my favorite players. Uh, at least at least Falcons all time. And boys, I mean, what a what a great episode back together, Doc. So great having you back. So glad. That you're here in the sack house talking football, talking LeBron James. I mean, basketball. I mean, I forgot LeBron James isn't your number one go-to talking uh, guy. Yeah, throw that chalk up in the air for him one time when you're done with this. Yeah, give him an excuse for something to slip on. Yeah, boys, I want us to start doing some homework. We are going to start getting some fantasy talk in the next episode or two. We're going to start predicting what we think position rankings are going to be for rookies and overall positions. Chris – Good to see you again, dude. Good to have you back in here. Good talking sports with you, my friend. Yeah, I love being here in the sack house with you boys. I love talking about balls. Yes, when you're in my sack house talking balls, I'm definitely excited. And, Doc, so good to hear your voice again. Like I said, I'm so glad you're here for the long run and not a short run, my friend. Pleasure to be here as always, Mark, and I always look forward to the next episode. Yes, and hopefully the next episode we can do it on one-time recording and make sure that that mic is not muted when we bring you in. And, boys, what a fix great – Fix your fucking mics, boys. What a great May 15th episode of All About the Balls podcast live from the Sack House. That is Nick the Doc Skirkwins. That is Chris Gemeinhart. I am Mark Davis, and we are out. Thank you for checking out another episode of All About the Balls podcast. We want to thank all of our listeners and supporters of the Sack House. You can listen to the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. And don't forget to subscribe and give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at The Sack House.